0: Hi, I'm Steve.
1: And I'm Nigel.
0: And we're back after a great summer break with a bit of sunny weather. I was off to uh, Lincoln and York, I had to do a little tour around. And I spent some time living off-grid in an ancient forest in deep West Sussex. Sounds like that was actually more fun than I had, Nigel. I really would have enjoyed that. And we're both here today because we managed to actually have our street pole in Lansing. And so we're going to tell you today all about what happened happened to summer (laughs) summer comes and goes well i mean i think officially summer is going to be over in a day or two isn't it isn't september not summer anymore i don't know i mean the the
1: 21st is the autumn yeah
0: equinox Equinox, yeah friend i was out with a
1: friend in Shoreham yesterday all right sitting uh we went to the bridge pub which i don't know if you know i know the bridge pub yeah it's got quite a nice outdoors kind of back garden it is the river yeah actually at moments it was really hot, and the sun came out. It was kind of burning. Yeah. And then it was cloudy. Yeah. It
0: <laughs> it, it, yesterday I left my phone on the table for a little bit outside, and I went out and touched it, and it was like it's almost like it was going to burn me. It was so hot. Wow.
1: It oh, was surprising. Uh, anyway, I can see that you've put up the results of our survey. Yeah, I thought it would be good top at- of. <laughs> <laughs> the drinking like a forest drawing attempts.
0: Yeah, yeah. I saw it. I'm just collecting everything. <laughs> that looked great. It was such a great experience. Yeah, it was really fun, I thought the whole the whole thing was really, really interesting. The way people responded, afterwards looking at what they actually said, because I was quite surprised when I actually looked at it. We can talk about that in a minute. But the kind of the whole experience was really fun and possibly I was a little unsure what it was going to be like. I couldn't decide if we were just going to be standing there and everybody would ignore us or I would feel stupid. I just really yeah. didn't know what to think.
1: Yeah, Yeah, me too. I actually thought on the way there, I thought I'm going to feel really stupid and embarrassed doing this. <laughs> but the response couldn't have been better, actually. It was very positive and people really wanted to engage with it. Mm. And So what I'm wondering is which was more fun, the community land trust stool or the making a happen?
0: Well, (laughs) hands down this time, it was making a happen for sure. Sometimes people are much more interested in talking about low cost rental housing. But uh, today, most people were, I hate to say it, were out for the fast fashion.
1: Interestingly, we didn't have low cost housing on our list of things that would make Lansing a more vibrant, enjoyable place
0: to be. No, we didn't. There's a lot of things you could put on the list that we didn't put on the list. And nobody mentioned it, really. No, I don't think we had a community hall on the list either. We had a community centre. I had a community centre, that's what it was. We didn't get very many comments, so I think most of the things that they would have thought of were on the list as well.
1: I think as an experiment, it's interesting, you know, you put something up, you give people options, and people tend not to think outside of what's presented to them. A few people chatted to us, but not many. I mean, they just came and did what the instructions were, which is put stickers up alongside the things that you think would make a difference. I try and avoid chatting to people too much because they usually the ones that did
0: just went on a rant. We we got a few people to break cover on their particular views about things, which they were very keen to share. And they tended to be very, very strongly in one direction. Let's put it that way. They didn't usually have a very balanced take on what was going on.
1: The ones that... That I remember there was a guy that said he was ex-old Bill. And <laughs> then he said to me, none of those things really could hold my attention for very long. Yeah, I remember I sort, of, I sort of got the impression that if it had like things to do with sex or drugs or gambling on there, that he probably would have stayed a bit longer. But <laughs> anything serious, he wasn't really that interested.
0: The thing I was going to ask you about is, do you think that, I'm interested in your view, people came along and they did what they were told. But why do you think that happened?
1: Well, they did what they're told.
0: Well, the fact that they stopped, they, they didn't really want to chat. They stuck up their their stickers and then they were off.
1: I think two things, really. One is
0: that what I
1: noticed is there was a real hunger for people to give their opinion on improving their environment and where they live. You know, people, people have opinions and they wanted to share them. And I, and I think that the process was really simple. And really, I think people are fed up with being accosted in the street, either by someone asking them for money or trying to sell them something or trying to trick them yeah. into having a conversation, which is really about signing them up for something. And and also people are busy and they just wanted to get on with it. It was sort of quick to do and people were rushing about going shopping.
0: I agree with you totally. I mean, I think the big thing was it was really quite simple. I think, you know, people were a little hesitant at first. And then when you said, well, would you like to share your view? and just put these stickers up and they just take the stickers and off they went. And And it was was fun. Yeah, and it was fun. a fun fun. thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And they sometimes, I saw a few people talking to each other while they were putting their stickers up. That was nice. Which was really good because that got a, a bit of a community feel to it, which I thought was really good. So people were interacting about it and it might have been that it was really simple but it was also a little escape you know you're out rushing around yeah. you're doing your shopping oh i just have to stick a few stickers on a board i'll take a moment and i'll, I'll share my thinking you know if we'd have had clipboards and asked them to answer 10 questions we i don't think we've got nearly as far as we did today
1: i think also it's because pretty much within a couple of minutes of putting the board up we had people engaging with it that both you and i were feeling really positive about it yeah. and i think if it- if it had been really slow, we might have felt more kind of needy about people wanting to vote. And that might have put people off. But the fact and that we were positive it made was, the whole thing feel really positive.
0: Yeah, I sent you my um, revised plan, which I changed to be, we did this rather than we're going to do this. And in the plan the first time around, it said, we'll stick some stickers up ourselves because people might not want yeah. to put their own stickers on. But we didn't have to do that because as soon as we put we didn't it up, time to, we, didn't. we didn't have time to do
1: that. The people did it straight, you know, within seconds of the board. Being I know, we it. just got
0: it up and they were there. The other thing is that they were thinking about it a bit. I didn't see too many people who just sort of randomly stuck stickers up. They were yeah. reading it and they were thinking about which ones they wanted to put up. So, well, it wasn't a rigorous, you know, we don't know exactly how many people and we don't know their ages or anything like that accurately it, no. it, we do know that they were all taking their time and thinking about it they weren't just all well, stick some stickers up somewhere they were actually taking their time to read over what was there
1: I think what was interesting as well is that you just had to mention what would make Lansing a better place to be or more thriving and vibrant and a number of people immediately said bank I mean I'm not quite sure how that would make it a more vibrant place but there's obviously a need and people are very aware that ah. they want a bank in Lansing
0: Bank and public toilet were the two, the top two things on the list by ranking after we counted the votes. Which incidentally, to get four hundred and seventy-six dots on the chart in two hours is is quite impressive. So I think it was about an average of seven. So there must have been, I reckon, between sixty-five and seventy people, give or take a bit. It right. stopped, but I think that's because there's been a whole lot of stuff in the local newspaper about banks leaving. Well, there's big stuff on the news all the time about banks leaving and banks not keeping up to the promise. And And quite recently, Nationwide shut down. And Nationwide had said they were not going to shut any more branches. So when they shut the one in Lansing, a lot of people responded pretty negatively because they thought they'd had a promise from the bank they weren't going to shut down. So I think there's been a lot of awareness about banks leaving the high street because it was the last one in the last six months. And then the other thing is that the public loo is quite an issue because the one that was around behind the co-op used to be vandalized a lot and the council after there was a lot of stuff in the like letters to the newspaper and everything and in the end basically the the parish council said that it wasn't their responsibility and the district council said they couldn't afford to fund another one because it would just get destroyed again so they just knocked it down completely and there's no toilet so I think they were very topical things. But what encouraged me was the next things after those two on the list were like totally different. You know, yeah. when you look at the list, we just I think break. we
1: should. Ex- we probably need to explain to anyone who's listening what we actually did. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: a good idea. Do you want to do
1: that? Ten minutes in. Yeah. Yeah. So on, on Saturday, something that we've been planning for a few weeks, we ran a pop up survey where we asked passers by on Lansing High Street to dot vote on a list of ideas around things that would make Lansing a more vibrant, enjoyable, thriving place to be. And the list ranged from, as we've said, bank, include post office, public yeah. toilets, community art projects, nature-based things, a whole list of things. I think there were about 30 things. There were 28. 28. Some of which we, we brainstormed them all before, combined into a sort of category. And then we just invited people who were passing by to vote with a, a limited number of stickers to choose the things that they felt would make the mo- diff- most difference for them or the most difference to the high street.
0: Yeah, we, we've used a really positive question that I think was quite effective, which was making uh, Lansing an enjoyable and vibrant place to live. So that the, so it had quite a positive spin on how would you like to make it a, a better place to live rather than what's missing. It was quite a, a positive opportunity to have your view If you of yeah. mean. Yeah, and I think that worked quite well. So the results. So the interesting thing about the results for me, well, we just had a little discussion about the top two, the banks have just left and public toilets. But then, if you go below that, and the top six got fifty percent of the votes. Okay, so that's quite worth interesting to know that out of that four hundred and seventy-six votes that were cast, the top six got almost fifty percent of those votes. Below the top two, we had locally owned cafe and shops repair cafe which I thought was really interesting we got a lot of votes it was 30 votes for a repair mm. cafe which you know I didn't think people would know what it was and then the next one was promoting wildlife mm. no bird boxes and then we had urban orchard plant trees that was number six and then number seven was a selection of local retailers like bakeries and butchers then then we had community clubs knitting reading meditation community street planters and wild street verges. And then when we got to the uh, 10th one, it was parking. But it was really interesting that there was those two top ones. And the reason I thought there were more news issues was because the rest of them are all really social issues. Mm. And it wasn't until we got down to Joint 11 was uh, healthcare doctors and dentists and chemists and chain retailers like Waitrose, Tesco's and Asda, which I thought might come up higher on the list to be honest well i mean there's already an asda Hmm. so and then there was a then there was the green bus shelters came in next at 13 and community art gallery was there electric car charging points and then public voting i thought that was really interesting that quite a lot of people felt it would be nice to be able to vote collectively on which shops they should have or what they should have in their high street and maybe limit the number of certain types of shops and in the comments we did get a few things about too many fast foods and stuff like that
1: I'm wondering you know very few people asked us what are we going to do with this but a few people did we didn't really have a, a very strong answer to that but I'm wondering what are we going to do with it because uh, it's interesting Do we send it to the council are you going to
0: share it with this agency
1: that i'm yeah. talking
0: to i'm definitely going to share it with the people that are uh, helping the council map what's currently happening in the area so this would be a useful kind of starting point for them i'm sure they'd be interested in it and so there's two things going on for me one is what might we do directly with the content of what came out of this and then the other thing is what might we do with the process that we've discovered seems to work quite well you know, so there's kind of like two different things. If we're going to focus on Lansing, I'm not saying we should, but if we decided to, then we might try going to the beach and doing exactly the same thing down at the seafront to see if the people that are there have a, a different take on it. And then we could go to the sports ground on a Saturday morning where all the parents are bringing their kids to play football, and we could ask them if they'd like to come and tell us what they thought. What it highlights to me is that I think some of the content of this particular poll was influenced by the place that we chose to do it well it's hard to know because i've got nothing to compare it
1: against it was a sunny day it's a bank holiday weekend we were stood in front of a, a closed shop an empty shop and it was on a corner yeah so we got people coming from two directions or three directions really if you count people walking both ways
0: yeah so i'm sure those are all factors the other thing that i think was interesting for me was I was trying to decide if things like the bank and the public toilets, for example, came out partly because they were associated with the high street. So people were subconsciously, even though we didn't say it was about the high street necessarily, were thinking a little bit about the high street when they answered it. And then that sort of, on the other hand, makes me feel even more interested that most of the things after those two, till you get down to about the 10th one, aren't really about high streets at all they're about the kind of living conditions that they were in and what they'd like to see well maybe the locally owned shops and stores and repair cafe but then they got into wildlife and urban orchards and all kinds of stuff those things could happen on a high street i mean it's kind of about
1: the center isn't it it's about the center of things where things happen Hmm. which in lansing which in most places is the high street because that's where the most kind of where the most life
0: is I think that's quite true. Well, that's my take on it anyway, but I haven't done any research to be absolutely sure about that, but it, it feels like it. I mean, I think what you can say is that the high street is somewhere where most people who live in an area tend to go at some point and they tend to, there tends to be something about the high street that attracts them, whether it's to shop or to have a coffee or maybe even to go to the gym. So, th- so there's that going on.
1: Or if there was a bank, then you'd combine that with a visit somewhere you'd visit other places because you're going to the bank I mean interesting. I'm thinking about you know I live in Hove and near where I live I think there must be five banks and it's
0: it's not a huge area it might have something to do with the level of income or prosperity of the people that live in the area I have no idea if to be absolutely sure but if there's a lot of people that have money let 's put it that way, they have to put it somewhere, and banks love to look after your money for you right if there's a lot of people who don't have very much money and they don't go to the bank very often, there isn't a lot of point in having a branch there to service them but if you 've got lots of people that are of a a higher level of income or a a higher level of personal wealth, then it might be worth having a bank there a to remind them that you're there and they could come and bank with you because there's a money made from having their money but also because they do need service
1: a lot of people mention that if they want to go to the bank they have to go to worthing and if there was i mean there have been banks there and they've pulled out so they have a reason for that and presumably it's because they're not profitable or they're not you know there's not enough footfall so it's interesting because people say one thing and do something else so people say they want a bank because there isn't one but if there is one they might not use it
0: well (laughs) that that's probably true i would you know people are very fickle like that i think but there probably is a certain amount of resistance as we talked about i think when we were there that we reckon that our the people that responded probably our average age was over 50 for sure i think yeah and i think there's a certain number of people who were resistant to the online banking approach to life you can make
1: any assumptions, though. I mean, it's something I learned actually from from that experience of the survey and being in the high street is just to not make any, not have any preconceptions about what people are going to be like. Just to drop prejudices, because you know, I was sort of looking at people passing by and thinking they won't have anything to say, and then they really they were really bright and really engaged. Yeah. So, you know, shame on me for for being judgmental but and for prejudging people.
0: I guess my point is I'm not really trying to judge the people in a prejudiced way. I'm just looking for reasons why it might be that banks were particularly in people's minds. I think it's dangerous to make a generalization. So I expect there's very few people under the age of 40 that don't do online banking. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas over 40, there's going to be some people who probably don't do online for one reason or another. Yeah. And the population in Lansing is tending towards the, the latter rather than the former. Yeah. Yeah. That's my take on it.
1: So it comes back to my question. What are we going to do about it? I think one of our challenges with making A happen was to work out what's the question we want to pose. So we came up with a good question for this survey. But is it leading us to think about anything? I mean, is this information we want to pass on to somebody else? Or is this information for us to use in designing some kind of project? Can we gain anything from it that's, or can we glean anything from it that would be useful for us in designing something?
0: Well, first of all, I'm still unsure about the kind of project that I really want to do, which doesn't make any sense. But I can see, if I was to look at this and say, well, what project might we do based on what we found so far, Maybe going and finding the horticulturally interested people in the area, and going to the council and trying to get them to put more planter boxes and things in the high street that they could tend might be a way of generating a, a more enjoyable environment. If you could get them to do it, and you could get planning permission, so you know. They have
1: to get. Sure. Don't the council run or the parish council have to apply to the to the district well, council? Yeah, to the district council to get planning permission. Yeah. That's such a pain in the ass, isn't
0: it? Yeah, but then Um, another another interesting point is that certain parts of the district, this isn't an example from here, but it's from the past in my experience. So they wanted to put a district council recycling team, wanted to put some collection bins in a certain location, but they had to ask for planning permission to do it. And the planning department decided that they couldn't. So we've got the council wants to do recycling, but the planning officers decide that you can't put the bins there for some reason. Yeah, it's just think of all the time they spent filling all the forms in. and Yeah, what a waste of time. But that's kind of how government works. It sounds like a nightmare.
1: Yeah. I think if we were inclined to start a project, that taking an empty shop and making a pop-up community, well, from the list, community-owned cafe stroke shop that ran Repair
0: Cafe and did knitting and was a place where people people also met for their uh, book club and we had young people and older people come together I mean the top five or six things could actually be run from a really interesting little hub structure of some sort yeah the question is are there people doing these things already but they're not very well publicized or they're all kind of scattered everywhere and maybe the real challenge is could they be more collected in some way
1: so linking them up yeah. rather than doing it ourselves which is something we talked about before yeah about trying to find out what's already there yeah and helping them to thrive rather than starting something of our own i was also struck that after we afterwards we went for a cup of tea in a cafe further along the road yeah and it was actually quite busy and quite popular that seemed to me in stark contrast to the ones to the place where we were standing so maybe it was you know is it about location what made that cafe more popular than anything where we were
0: Well, I I think the reason that that cafe is popular is the owners have a certain style and approach, which makes it, you know, a very friendly place to go. It's like my experience um, of pubs. I lived in a village in Scotland for a while, and there was a nice old-fashioned pub in the village, and it changed ownership. And the person that took it over decided that, you know, me popping in for a pint once in a while wasn't really going to generate enough money. So they put a pool table in and did a few other things. And then they had loads of uh, totally different clientele, probably most of them not from the village at all, come along. And the pub just totally changed its style for about four years until it didn't make enough money and he couldn't keep it going anymore and sold it. And somebody else came back in and turned it back into a village pub again. And everybody started going back there. So that sort of style of how you run something and the, the personality of the team, so the coffee shop we were in it's a local guy he and his wife run it and he's very friendly when you go and buy your coffee he knows everybody in the village now he's very keen he's a member of the local cricket team he's always talking about the cricket matches right. and, and it just creates that sort of feel that it's makes you local, want to go back yeah. yeah and it's a locally owned cafe
1: the bakery nearby where we were standing opposite and mm. um, that was quite busy in the morning Well, come back to that question of what are we going to do with it
0: yeah what are we going to do with this information so if we were going to think about doing something, the next stage is we've got to find out what is actually going on. Then the question is, is there are already stuff like that. And the next stage is how could we find out? Do happening? you know what, though? I mean, maybe it's just because it was an, it was novel, a
1: novelty to us and it was new. But standing on the street corner for a couple of hours, doing something in person and engaging with local people was actually really fun and enjoyable. And it was creative and easy and simple and didn't feel like work and, and it was only a couple of hours yeah and it was sunny yeah it was a nice day um, but we were outside so we weren't stuck inside that's you know to to do something physical that has you know that's embodied that is a real thing as opposed to going around finding out what, what already exists and helping them to link up I prefer the former where we actually do something, but then that involves giving up your time. I mean, if it was, we we had a locally owned store that was two hours on a Saturday morning where we did all these things. (laughs) Would I want to give up? Well,
0: if we had to be there. Yeah. But We wouldn't, maybe wouldn't have to be there. No, we wouldn't necessarily. I mean, the other thing I was just going to say, you know, when you uh, said being outside and engaging with people in the street and talking and, you know, it was really enjoyable. I mean, uh, going back to your reference to the chap earlier, who probably spends quite a lot of time sitting on a bench, talking to people on the street, and that's why he knows so much about what's happening in Lansing, is kind of doing that almost for a living. But the other thing is, you've got to have a reason to talk to people on the street, right? Mm. If you suddenly started talking to people in the street, they'd all run away from us because they'd think we were crazy. But if you're sitting there um, and drinking something, And you say something to someone then a lot of people might stop and if you've got a thing that says what do you want to do about lansing stuck up behind you people will talk to you you yeah if you've got a i mean a political thing maybe not but this is a kind of a i think the other just another point i would make is i think the other thing that made this interesting to people was we weren't anything you know we, we weren't the council we weren't the local political parties we weren't some activists trying to do something we were just like you said a couple of guys who were interested And went the trouble of trying to collect some information. And I think that actually was quite a
1: positive thing as well. I mean, there was also the woman who came with a dog and she said she voted. And then when she left, she said, if you want anybody, if you need bodies to help you do something, she'd be up for it. Which I thought was a really nice thing and surprising. But maybe a pop up sort of cafe place or community place partly would be about trying to encourage people to have these kind of conversations and trying to encourage the people that come to participate in making something happen. So it's not always us making something happen, it's the people who get involved that make something happen. And that would make the the kind of cafe have more of a purpose. You know, the purpose of the place would be to make Lansing a more vibrant, thriving, enjoyable place to be, that people, the people who live in Lansing are participating in making that happen, whether that's setting up and looking after planters in the streets or something else, but that they could devise their own project.
0: Yep. And it we could be a, there's a There was a project in London that the local council ran, which was all about trying to generate more community involvement. And yeah. they got a very large grant from someone. I think it was a million or a little less. And they yeah. set up a local place like that, or a couple of them, where they just had that people could come in and have a coffee and then they had like facilitators there. The trick was that you had to get people who wanted to do something but needed the confidence to do it and some support. And once you gave them those two things, they were able to make it happen. But they never would have done it otherwise because they just wouldn't have been confident enough or they wouldn't believe they could do anything. I know in, in Worthing, they were interested in trying to get more community involvement happening. Worthing and Ada wants to do something
1: like that. I think that's a great idea and I could be interested in being involved in that somehow. I mean, I think also what we've discovered is people like dot voting on things. So that could be part of what thing are we going to make happen this week? And we ask people to vote on it and then whichever is the winner is a thing that we empower people to do. Yeah. Although we, we kind of, we do things in creative ways. So, so we kind of continue that kind of playfulness. I think, you know, the challenge I think is, People coming in and having a rant or a moan or a complaint, you know, and and having to listen to them, I think it's, (laughs) you know, it's one of the risks of the people that you get and what they want to come talk about. But I, you know, I think it's a cracking idea. It could be really interesting. It could be a pilot for something. I mean, what's
0: happened with the one you were talking about? I need to check it out. I mean, I heard about it because I went to an event that Aidan Worthing put on, the council put on with. Richard Freeman, who is doing the kind of backing for it. And they got this person to come and talk about what they've done because they were just doing something in in Worthing in the same, well, in Aidan Worthing, in the same way, to, to help them to be confident to do something, which is exactly what we're talking about, yeah. And that was the previous communities director's kind of approach. I'm wondering if there's, like, the next step
1: for us is to is to come up with something that's similar, you know, that's kind of, we just do on the street, we just do it for a few hours as a test of something, which could be a way of engaging with people who walk past on the street, which could be like selling cups of tea and coffee and engaging people in conversation or something that, that sort of builds on what we've gathered so far, rather than just, I mean, it, there's got to be something, what's next?
0: So for me, I kind of like the idea of having a gathering point, partly because it's getting closer to the winter and standing on the street might be more challenging, but trying to make it accessible. So something to think about. Maybe we could design an accessible idea that we could create a following for people to come along and be part of. So what we're trying to do is create a group of people who are interested in making things happen. Or making A happen. Or making A happen.
1: So I think this is all interesting and could be exciting. Just a
0: question of what we do with it. That's a big challenge because there was a latent interest in doing something, but all it was at the moment was saying what they thought. But some of them wanted to do more. And if we could find a few of them, maybe we could turn it into something. Well, that seems like a good
1: idea. I mean, it's also a question of is it something that we kind of enroll local people to help us do rather than us doing it? And the other thing is the thing that we talked about before, which is... Doing a sort of pop-up town hall kind of thing where we we have chairs and we have a kind of we invite a conversation. We do a facilitated conversations.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean my, my experience of what happened with the with the dots is that if we wanted to do something like that, then what we'd have to do is another dots thing where we recruited the people that were committed to government and actually be a part of it because they'd have to give up some of their time to come along. And I think if we tried to do when they had other things on their mind, like they were already going out to do the shopping. You might struggle to get them to stop for very long. But if, yeah. if they stopped, like they did this time, and we said, oh, well, you know, if you're really interested, why don't you come along? Well, and or I was
1: sort of thinking, if we had a much bigger sign, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: so that people didn't have to kind of come over and read it, yeah. that said, pop up Town Hall, you know, starts at three o'clock today or something, and then we put it up at 11 in the morning, and then people know that it's happening. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, again, it would be an experiment. Will people just turn up? Do people need to plan it? Does it need to be announced on social media? We didn't, you know, we just turned up in the street. <laughs> I'm wondering whether it'd be quite good to have a plan of stages so that we know that one thing leads to another. So if you put up that poster of the results in the shop window, that it says at the bottom, join our something or other to be notified of the next things that we do.
0: We could send an email to them saying, would you like to come along and have a chat about the, out- about the outcome? Maybe there's some, you know, is
1: there any funding we can get for this? Because it will make it uh, easier to do it.
0: I think we should start looking because I, but I think the challenge then becomes we need to find we either have to have a more concrete plan. So, like the idea of the shop or something might be concrete enough. Or, or we have to find someone who wants to fund uh, something that has got less of a concreteness and more of an experimental aspect to it, yeah?
1: Which needs a bit of forward thinking and being open-minded and yeah. whether that's a foundation or the council. I mean, maybe the, the kind of the shop stroke community centre is the outcome that we're aiming for and that the stages on the way are various forms of voting and pop-up town halls yeah. to... To, to engage people, and we maybe there are other things, but the target is to come up with a place, a, some kind of centre that does various things.
0: The idea that came to me was something like the shop of ideas we're sort of trying to make happen. It's a great name. Or well,
1: the cafe of ideas well, or something. The
0: cafe of ideas. Well, something to do
1: with ideas
0: or something like that, yeah?
1: Well, community... I don't know. When you say community center, it has, you know, everyone understands what that means differently and has a different vision of what that means. Some, not all of which are particularly it positive. Ha-
0: it has a connotation. So, in the, in the new world that we're trying to move into, we're trying to find a different word for community center. Yeah. But, but a community center, I don't know that I, the shop of ideas isn't about organizing, it's about it happens or you, or it's about you bring, or it's, you know, I'm trying to think of something, We find a way to, it's like you bring something for everybody to have something to do with. and But it's not... It's, it's almost like, a, like,
1: you know, a community accelerator programme. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Instead of, instead of a business accelerator programme. And it's almost like a co-working space for communities, instead, for the community, instead of for work or freelancers. Or, you know, it's about a place where people can come to make community ideas happen. And there are people there that help facilitate them and... I don't know, maybe access to funding or support in where to look for funding or something.
0: And then we need to find the community venture capitalists, right? There
1: is I forgot what it's called, but it's social venture loans or something, isn't it? Social (laughs) equity or something where there's a whole thing though, but it's all about loans. It's you know, it's not
0: grants. Yeah. Then there's a security thing. So they're they're not they get they're trying to recycle the money through those kind of schemes, right? And they give the money to somebody for a while, they pay it back, they can give it to somebody else. But I think <laughs> this idea of having some sort of a community accelerator that's sort of like a, a businessy thing, but isn't, isn't going to feel like a businessy thing. And it wouldn't be called a community accelerator either because that sounds too businessy, but it would be to help the community to more quickly make things happen is really interesting. And then ultimately, it might be possible to, to link the real. Business accelerator program into the community happening thing. If you could get it to have enough capacity, and then it would suddenly become just like our original idea, which was you know we're in the forest and how do different bits of the forest help other bits of the forest do something. I've been reading something
1: really really interesting about uh, the entangled life about fungi. Yeah. it's talking about the the connectors, the the fungal network that's under the ground in a forest linking up trees. Mm. And sort of exploring, you know, there's different ways of looking at it. Is it a tree-centric way of looking at it or a fungi-centric way of looking at it? And why do they do it? You know, what's the relationship and how does it work and what are they passing? You've got this sort of decentralized network under the ground. Mm. How does that know where to pass one tree sending things to another tree? How does it know? How does the network know how to do it? Really fascinating. There's, you know, some new fields of research. Like what the trees get out of it, what the fungi get out of it and... What does the network get out of it? You know, is it all altruistic
0: or what's the point? It's an interesting kind of a a question to ask about how all these things are, uh, why they're all interlinked. But it's what I'm looking for. It it makes me think about the internet and the fact that the internet is like a network, but it doesn't really know what to connect to what. It just connects everything together. They do
1: have a reason. I mean, he was saying that when trees first evolved, they didn't really have roots not in the same way that they do now. Ah. So the fungal network under the ground provided that kind of service. So they provide passing water and nutrients that you can only get from the soil. It's like the partnership that the trees are converting sunlight into carbon, but then there are other things that are in the soil that the fungi are passing to them, like certain kind of minerals and and, um, other things but trees have now developed roots, and plants have developed more sophisticated roots. But they're still not enough. You know, the fun the fungal partners still have a role, and that they actually they very much work together. And they started off talking about lichen. That lichen is actually a symbiosis of algae and fungus, which is you know that it's they very much dependent on each other and their relationship is quite it's really really fascinating and interesting that lichen isn't actually one thing it's a combination of things
0: it, and there's a whole evolution thing going on there too isn't there so because everything starts with like one cell and two cells and whatever and so you know the, well, i guess they,
1: they're kind of intimating that you know the idea of survival of the fittest isn't is even right or it's not a story that you know it's all a, that it's more about cooperation and collaboration and even even us human beings we're not one thing you know we've got a whole mass of things living in our guts that are mm. not us but they make up us yeah so actually we're a we you know there's a whole host of things inside of us that we couldn't survive without that are helping to digest our food and things like that um it's really interesting yeah this kind of thinking is i think is helpful for thinking about all of this stuff
0: Okay, so what we need to do is think a bit more about this idea that we're going to try and create some sort of a community accelerator, or what it might be, and then what what the steps might be to do it. Is that what you think our next challenge is? I think we need to
1: keep pushing forward these ideas, and meanwhile, be doing things in person, in real life, that kind of solidify it into something concrete, into something physical and real, like doing something on the street that actually involves talking to people, and engaging with people.
0: Well, there you have it. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to send us feedback, have comments, or questions, email us at makingahappen at gmail.com or on Twitter at Making A Happen. And don't forget to join us next time at Making A Happen.